1: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Happy birthday. <gasps> Thank you. Uh, it is my B-Day today. It was your birthday yesterday, yes. as we discussed on the podcast. Um, how was your birthday? It was... Beautiful. Good. I'm glad. You featured heavily in it, so that was great. Yeah. What did you do? I had coffee with you and our friend Rocky in the morning, went to work out with you and the little FoxFit fam. Then we had a breakfast. And then we had the drop of our chocolate brown set the night before, so you and I were very busy packing orders the yeah. rest of the day. So we released a new essentials collection in chocolate brown, and I think it might have to be my favorite color so far. I do love black, but I really, I wore the chocolate brown this morning for the first time, and I really liked it. You're feeling yourself? Yeah, I was feeling myself. <laughs> maybe it was like my birthday, but I was like, damn. Uh, so we did that, and then did you go out for dinner or anything? I did. I went to Dock down Lygon Street. Mm-hmm. Had my favorite lasagna, my favorite red wine and then it's my niece's birthday also so I went back with the fam and had a Woolworths chocolate mud cake I love with that. them. <laughs> I love chocolate I love that mud cake and putting it in the microwave yeah sort of, like it's the best um it's so why we in July I don't know why I think July is like the month of birthdays for us crazy. I wonder what all our parents were doing <laughs> nine months before. I don't want to know. Jeez. I mean, we know, but we don't want to know. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah. How exciting. And your day's kicked off well? Yes, it's been good. I got up this morning, went to boxing with you, Brooke, and our friend Rocky, which was fun. That's like our Thursday morning ritual. So I wasn't going to not go. From, uh, and then we went for coffee, rushed home, got changed, went to brekkie with you and our best friend, Christian. Shout out, Christian Rocky. Surprised me. It was a puppy. Sarah said I was getting a puppy, and I was like, "I don't want a puppy." She's like, "I have a surprise." When I'm quite like, re- like I can't believe you actually kept the secret. You've I never kept a secret from me in your life, so I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I got a bit of a shock, so that was cute. And now I'm here with you recording. How good! I do like we're you halfway into your birthday. Mm-hmm. I've just finished mine. Good luck because there's a lot of boys that slide in. Yeah, I actually noticed that a lot. Yeah, I've had a few, like even just like oh, there's one there. Interesting. Um, wow, sorry, just shook me a little bit. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> She's looking at me, money. But yeah, I've had an interesting couple of days with um, people messaging me. Yes, not gonna lie. Same. It's like, I mean, it's nice in a way, but there has been some people that I'm like. You didn't need to message me, but, like, whatever. Let's pass through that. And yeah. I did ask you before we started recording, when can I talk about period undies? Can I talk about period undies yet? Well, you already are, so why don't you just keep talking? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did it for the team. Wait, it. when was – sorry, this was, like, three weeks ago on the – if you listen to – what episode was it? Dating. Our update yeah. and dating. Yeah, yep. we we'll spoke about period undies. Yeah, go. So this is what happened. I was reluctant to do it in the first place, but – so many people actually slid into my DM saying how great they were. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What was your verdict? So, no, so this is the actual thing. I was standing in front of the period on the aisle section of Coles for like 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yes. I did not know what ones to purchase. I would have just grabbed ones and been like out. Like a familiar brand. Well, I didn't know. But apparently, there's Bond's ones there that people have said are, are very good, but I couldn't see them Maybe there. Maybe they're in the actual undie aisle. I know. Where the socks are. Who knew are? that? But honestly, I've never, ever, ever had so much feedback about anything than period undies. Really? Yep. Like, okay, and, this is random from not guys. A couple of guys. Shut up! Shut up, Jimmy. I know you're listening, and oh, you, yeah, wanted, Jimmy, yeah. you wanted that, the full update on this. That was actually funny. I did laugh. we were on a group message. I was like, "Yo, Jimmy, what's up?" Um, so I did pick Tom's. See, I would have picked Tom's because I know that's probably the most familiar yeah. brand that I would have known. Everyone tells me if you're interested, people are interested. Modi Body Seamless are the go-to. Okay, so what was your experience with period undies? Because, again, you know what I was like at the start. Yeah. I like, I'm a little bit grossed out about it. They weren't that comfortable. I'm used to wearing seamless undies, so they dug in a little bit. One second. Did you wear them during the day or did you just wear them at night? I wore them and I was not wearing did them people, during the day. Did people say that they wear them during the day? Well, a lot said about night time. But I presume people would. And so a lot of... I know this because someone said it to me. A lot of people that had had babies. Yes, said that they swear by them. Yes, my sister said she sweared by them. Your sister-in-law said she mm-hmm. swears by them. So that was an interesting little discovery. I could have vomited in my no, mouth. No, don't, 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 don't. don't. <laughs> the next day. So don't. This- oh no. <laughs> This is what everyone was telling me you had to do so I'm like okay I have to do it because I was like what I was like guys like in the morning I'm not just no sorry are they reusable or do you wash them this is what I'm oh, getting okay, to okay, okay. it's like stop interrupting no I'm just like so intrigued I just get excited you know what i mean? so like. I wore them to bed right it was quite uncomfortable because I'm like oh like if I ruin my sheets like I'm done and so everyone was telling me, "Oh, you gotta get up, you gotta wash, like wash them in the shower." Was the consensus? You get up, have a shower, and you wash them in the shower. Oh, like, gross, gross. And so I would throw them out. I'm sorry, I, I, I did that just to see. And Wait, like, you threw them out? No, um, <laughs> I've never worn them. I did not wear them again. I'm not wearing them. Like that's, but I washed them in the shower. I was like, this is fucking gross. And then what did you do? Them I, I hung them on the shower. To oh, dry, right! I hope and we didn't then, have a boy over that night. Fuck no! Like, hey, eh, what up? Fuck no! And I was just like, yeah, nah, that's that's not happening. again. Nah, I I like, yeah, not a fan. I yeah, I'm sorry, Mother Nature, the and the world, but I will be using tampons. Okay, so that was the verdict, guys. Yep. If you slid into Sarah's DMs and you wanted to know what happened, there's your verdict. Mm-hmm. Love that. So we recorded a podcast this week and it is with the beautiful Minnie. Minnie Latif. Yeah, exactly. So I've been following Minnie for a while and I find her business journey inspiring and also knowledgeable. So um, we wanted to have her on and she has an amazing story but also – a story it ends not so amazing yeah but there's good that comes exactly exactly Exactly. so um do you want to go through I just think this is it's a very very relatable and relatable conversation Mm -hmm. about work business COVID COVID, COVID. business during COVID and also um the future exactly exactly so we hope you guys enjoy this episode we love chatting with her and I her vulnerability and her knowledge is amazing, especially if you run a small business. That's what I was going to say before too, is I followed her a lot during lockdown. She's obviously a Melbourne woman and she was so knowledgeable in regards to business grants, what was going on. Like I found out a lot of things that was happening within the government and business and stuff through her. We were quite lucky during lockdown activewear was booming and we don't have a bricks and water store so in that way we we're very lucky but she was helping a lot of small businesses especially in the business beauty industry and I think that was amazing because it's hard to talk about that stuff when you know deep down behind the scenes that your business is struggling and you don't know if you're gonna be able to continue. So I think to do that massive pat on her back to do that because that is vulnerable and amazing I agree and I hope you enjoy this conversation yes and don't forget to like subscribe and buy period undies (laughs) happy birthday thank you hi Minnie how are you good Sarah thanks for having me thanks for being on now I'm gonna kick this off straight away and just say 2020 for you how fucked
0: was it uh, do you want to give it on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. 18? Yeah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah. Everything happened. Everything that you could possibly think of that could go wrong went wrong in mm. 2020. Outside of health. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? It, it is. It was a pandemic. Yeah. It was um, just probably the biggest health issue in the globe mm-hmm. and yet health-wise, totally fine yeah, like my daughter's healthy, I'm healthy, my mum and dad are great, my brothers are wonderful, my nephews, my sister-in-law, my immediate friends and family are all healthy, but apart from that horrible.
1: It's so crazy. So tell us
0: a little bit about yourself and why last year was so bad. So in a nutshell, I've been running my own brow bars, Ottoman three for it was would have been thirteen years this mm-hmm. year. An so, amazing achievement. Thank you. ninety four percent of small businesses in Australia do not make. Ten years, mm-hmm. so you, only four percent of small businesses ever hit the ten-year mark. So, and we celebrated with sound meditation in our love. That. <laughs> um, so, you know, I always say I'm not woo-woo, but maybe I am deep down inside. Um, and eighty percent of small businesses actually don't make the first four years mm-hmm. anyway. So, I was very cognitive of the fact that growing year on year on year for the first decade was quite an uh, achievement. But beyond that, I knew I. Had had a good formula mm-hmm. for my business and, and it's the service industry which is remarkably difficult okay um, so to get to a point where you actually lose your business I can't even comprehend it I actually still can't put into words what it feels like to occasionally I've walked past the stores yeah um, who have now been occupied not all of them but uh, some of them have been occupied by my competitors um, and they've they took possession of it. Landlords just handed it over and said, "Here you go, in full fit out." It's crazy. And, stuff. Um, and I couldn't even do that. I couldn't even actually do that walk. Yeah, people sometimes. Oh, oh, this is very regularly. Um, I'll get a DM going. Hey, Minnie, I walked past the old Ottoman three, and you know, just thinking of you. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to know anymore. Yeah. But
1: yeah, but yeah, lost it. For people listening you went into liquidation. Mm -hmm. And for people who might not know what that is, what Mm -hmm. happens when liquidation happens
0: Mm. it's a really complicated um process that involves uh oh my god the lawyers the accountants and not just yours Mm. yeah it's the people that are involved so in my case um i have four landlords so and they're pretty big landlords we're talking shopping center you know the the malls and um also going through that's the last that's sort of the last thing you want to do, and it was it was never even on my radar. So as we were locked down for one month, two months, three months, four months, five months, I mean, I can still keep mm. going, right, however many months it was, um, liquidation was not on our radar at all. It was all about survival mode, yep. so I was having really, really detailed – uncomfortable conversations with the landlords on a very regular basis via the good old-fashioned Zoom. Zoom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we never uh, again. I never want to do a Zoom meeting yeah. again. Um, but, you know, we had them and all of them in my mind was working collectively to survive as we're in it together. Yeah. Right? Because landlords absolutely were part of the um, victimisation of, of COVID mm-hmm. and the pandemic as well. No one was left untouched here okay okay? but what we needed to do was come up with some sort of solution where we would survive because getting what the government did initially was hey you've got this 50 percent that must be waived but the other 50 is just postponed or deferred or whatnot so times that by multiple um, locations and then times that for what is already overinflated rents? Yeah, it is already works. Yeah. Yep. You know, in Melbourne our commercial rent is higher than New York City. Is wow. it actually? Yes. It has been for many, many years. And no one can justify why. So that's like, ridiculous. Yeah, I so mean
1: it, I'm gonna jump in. This was one of my later questions, mm. but it's to do with now. We do see so many storefronts empty. Mm. I think you went for a walk through the city and you're yeah. like, what's gonna happen to all these mm-hmm. empty shopfronts? And mm-hmm. I said I don't know, I said, I don't think landlords are going to lower the rent just mm. to put people but, in, so what's going to happen? It blows my mind. Mm. Like, And Chapel Street, Chapel Street, for example, has been like that for years. And mm. we've looked at going to get a pop-up there and um, they're like, oh, rent, just say it's like 10K a month or whatever. Mm. And we're like, wouldn't you rather have someone mm. occupied, like lower the rent, have someone in mm. there, get money?
0: Oh, tally, it blows my mind. If only you were in the meetings uh-huh. and you heard the responses to that what directly would, from, oh, this will pass. So it'll, they think it'll, that it'll get occupied. Yeah, of course. Where else are people going to go Oh, to my shop? God. But no one has yeah. money to... <laughs> exactly. So 2021 we know a bit better, right? Yeah. So in 2020 it was a lot of forecasting and it's like... Um, We've had GFCs before, yeah. but what we've also not experienced is a pandemic is a global issue mm-hmm. for us right now. So it's not just localised in maybe just the Western countries or just in the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. It was, It is global, so therefore the impact and the debt that is being created in every single country means that we're left to fend for ourselves right now. Mm. We are, We have to work collectively. Yeah. And this did not happen. Okay. So there was I for, I mean, I sent you guys the PR, yeah. the press release I wrote a year ago last June, and every single forecast was I was correct in. Yeah. And I was just forecasting back then and I was right in all of them. There will be double digits unemployment. So right now we're not showing that because the government is showing unemployment rates, including casual workers. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So if you're working one shift a fortnight, you're employed. But that's what the government yes. calls employed. So we're good. No, we're not. Mm, Majority of people have come off permanent employment, being put onto casual because it's less risk, Mm. right? It's for the employer. It's Mm. less risk to have. We understand it's a much higher hourly rate, but it's easy to, you just, you don't even need a reason to get rid of your staff, right? So it's less risk. So a lot of companies didn't put back a lot of people after job, uh, Keeper mm-hmm. was you know ended in March and so you got to understand JobKeeper only ended a couple of months ago yeah. and it takes a couple of months to filter through the economy and then for you to truly understand mm. how bad this recession is so now we are hey hey yeah we're actually in a recession yeah. whereas um we have been and I personally been I do a bit of uh, small business mentoring and I have done for several years and I said for the two years prior to the pandemic we are in a retail recession two years before two years before and we could tell from our sales we could tell from like we're in shopping centers we could see it physically you could see and you could see and numbers don't lie Mm. right and it's not okay just point it to me sure it's me well everyone else in the center is saying the same things people are not talking the numbers were down though and people are not because the government has to sell a certain story Uh uh-huh what's the agenda i don't know I'm yeah. the, I'm the victim right now going okay I I can't even explain how much being so vulnerable has cost me, but it none of this all happened just to me. Mm. It's happened to so many, and mm. I've literally had this conversation one-on-one with small business owners from florists, <laughs> DJs, mm. brow bars, hairdressers. Oh, the hairdressers! Um, beauty is where I specialize, so beauty is something that I can really speak on. All day, every Mm. day. And being locked down for so long, your consumer behaviour changes. Yeah. And I understood that that's what was going to happen and people's need for whether it might be the way, not saying you'll never do your hair again, but the frequency may go Mm. down or even the style may become less complex. You might not get as many foils or something like that. So suddenly the hairdresser that received X amount of revenue from you per year is instantly reduced Mm. because your consumer behavior has changed. I could predict this last year. So I would say to the landlords and everyone, I'm talking property lawyers, property advisors. It's not just one area that Mm. I was really working with. And these were expensive consultations. And that's why I took that knowledge and I went straight onto Instagram and I would just blurt it out for free basically an hour later, two hours later that night for my fellow uh, small business owners and go, look, you know, this is what I got, do what you want, Mm. you know. So going back to last year, 2020, Mm. obviously in Melbourne, we went back into
1: lockdown around this time last year. So I think Mm. it was July 9th, we went into lockdown. Mm -hmm. At that time, when was the time that you were like, okay, I've Lost
0: everything. So when we reopened, it was reopened for five weeks, and that was in June. It was yeah, I remember it was near my birthday, yeah. So it would have been maybe mid to late June or mm-hmm. something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, so we reopened with uh, queues, like two, I three hour queues. On yeah, in all of our mm. locations, and um, I, I mean, it was lovely to see, but I knew that was just a backlog. Yeah, of course. And I kept saying to people, uh, judge it in a month. Mm, yeah. don't judge it in the day one also there was a sense of excitement we're free yeah you know? and it was almost a celebration and I would walk down the queue and say to people I'm so grateful you're here but come in a few days like we're mm. gonna be here and they were like we're not here because um we're that desperate to get our brows done we're here for you Oh, that's We're here to support. And if it means we stand here for two hours, three hours, then we're standing here because you supported us through all of that. Mm -hmm. It was really hard for all of us to be locked down and yet you kept your voice going through the whole thing. Um, And, like, we didn't just talk about business and, you know, grants and all Mm of that kind of stuff, which is super important, but we talked about um, the mental health aspect Mm -hmm. of it, um, homeschooling, cooking I've become a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> I re- found my passion for cooking and things like that, and just just you know leisure wear. Yeah, our love for trackies, <laughs> you know, and all of that stuff. So you bond on so many other levels as well. So people came to support not the company; mm. they came to support the people behind the company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that was a a big movement with all of Victoria mm-hmm. that, like, shopping local, like everyone was trying yeah. to get get behind everyone, which yeah. was a, was a really beautiful 100%. thing. Going back to the grants of last year and your survival, what was the difference
0: between what you needed to survive and what was actually given to you? There there was no correlation. Really, none at all. Um, None of that helped. So you, with the first job keeper as well, you still have to bankroll that yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people didn't understand that. So a lot of businesses don't, uh, uh, you know, living dollar by dollar. They don't have a huge amount of uh, cash flow. Yeah, yeah, or just cash, right? Yeah. Um, so a lot, of, <laughs> so many people don't understand this, but um, so many employees that receive JobKeeper don't realize that their business owner, the, the job, um, the company owner went and got a loan to get the first Jobkeeper. Wait, really? Yeah, a lot. People don't know that. People would be going to their – this is small businesses, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, People would be going to their, the business owner and saying, look, you know, I, I'm not applicable for JobKeeper because it was only for residents so mm. certain visa holders, yeah. you know, could only get it um, and – or residents basically. Um, so could you pay out all of my annual leave? Because, you know, they've got to pay rent too, right? Ah, yeah. And it's like, well, no small business prepared. Cares for that kind of cash flow yeah. to come out of mm. the account, especially like at some point I had about thirty employees. Could you imagine I paid out everyone's? Yeah, wow. um, annual, annual leave annual leave. One yeah. yeah, it's so. There you go. You're done. Yeah. Um, and it's not just excuse me, Minnie. Could you please pay out my annual leave? It's if you don't pay it, I will not eat. I can. I won't have a home. Yeah. Mm. There's there's a lot of yeah. depth behind yeah. this. So i can't explain it to the level of on which it went to Emotionally, and then I'm very good at being all business and yeah. not emotional about it and being about the numbers, very good at it. I think that's why I made it mm. to 12 years. Yeah, didn't make it through a pandemic, but I had to make a call and I chose to cut the cord at this point mm. because I didn't find that my virtual teams and those are all the people you need to run a small business outside of your immediate team that you employ. We're talking like your consultants, mm. your banks, mm. your landlords, your whoever is involved they weren't understanding the full picture. Mm. Finally, for the first time in this 12-year pretty happy um, story, the wheels came off and not everyone had the same vision. So when you come back after a lockdown and you still have to pay back a certain debt on top of a dysfunctional consumer (laughs) Mm. behaviour, how are you meant to get back to zero let alone get to profit yeah so there was uh, I've, I've spoken to a lot of small businesses who have run the numbers and gone I actually now need five years to pay back the debt wow <gasps> and, they, they, and they've chosen to do it because they don't want to close down that's terrifying okay, cool Can, What consumer honest. behavior has changed a lot
1: I think even from my perspective, I don't really go out and get mm. things done as much. We were talking about this the yeah. other day about like nails and stuff. Mm. Whereas I'm different, I've probably upped it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I remember what it felt like. because I do things to make myself feel good. Because I yeah. remember lockdown—you feel shit, and it's yeah. like—and I also am scared if we go into lockdown again. Like I want to be prepared. Yeah. So, go like you, telling <laughs> me too. I'm on yeah. the nail <laughs> band <laughs> like today. The they're really bad. <laughs> but honestly, I think lockdown for me. But then I'm different to you. Yeah. I'm a different consumer. I'm so. I'm like you. I'm so in bed. Like I love the beauty industry, yeah. and I love. But in saying that, I had to live without all these. Like beauty, like say Botox and things for months, and I got used to having frown, uh, like frown lines mm-hmm. on my forehead. I'm like, Meh, I'm, that's mm-hmm. okay, I'm cool with it. Don't even yeah. get it done
0: as regularly. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so and I'm that different. would never have happened had you not no, been forced. had that period. Yeah, yeah, true. So everything is about behavior and and processing. Um, those changes do take time, mm. so you will most likely go back, back to that. Yeah, but. Is it a month? Is it a year? Is it two years? Anyone's Who guess knows. at this point. It took a year. Like we're, I think we're eighteen months in now. I to think so. The world of was it the Yeah, I think Feb. so. Well, technically, it was November the year before. Yeah, that. true. But before it really hit us, and I was in LA in February. I think first of March, I flew back to Melbourne, and a week later, the borders closed. Mm. And my girlfriend and I had a girls' trip in LA and she lives in London and it had hit there three weeks before, right? And she we're out and about LA and she is sanitizing yeah. wherever. It's she's like, like yes. Yeah, I go, Oh, Ash, you are so over the top. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You know, I go, just relax. She goes, You have no idea what's coming. You have no idea. <laughs> oh yeah. my I gosh. She's not a dramatic person at all. I'm like, oh my God, you're so dramatic. Meanwhile, six months later, I made my very own hand sanitizer. It's actually amazing too. Yeah. It smells so good. Yeah. It's really good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help survive <laughs> <Yeah>. though.
1: <laughs> I know I know Tel was an avid watcher of your IGTVs last year in Lives. Mm. And you spread so much knowledge to everyone. And I re-watched them recently. And i I'm like, how do you know everything about the grants and have so much knowledge about business? Is it self-taught mm-hmm. or do you have mentors? Did you mm. have businesses prior to this?
0: Mm. Well, in the moment I was just um, eating every piece of information I could get and also I had the energy for it. Yeah. You know? So when you want something, you go for it, you know, and my motivation was I literally did not know if I could have an identity outside of Ottoman Three Brow really? It yeah. was who I was. Yeah. I, not I only did that. I open it in 2009, right, mm. um, but I planned it for about fifteen years before that. Wow! You know, like I and strategically made decisions in my life. So at eleven, I drew my very first logo. I am going to own my own business. It was La Latif, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> and it was a soccer ball logo. And I don't even follow like, <laughs> soccer. I don't even know. Did Italy win this morning? Yeah, yeah, they, no. did. yeah <laughs> I <think> they did. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had this understanding that I knew what subjects to choose at high school because I'm going to own my own business. business then I knew that I was going to go to university and get a proper education because my parents weren't university qualified Mm -hmm. but they always owned their own small businesses so I knew that they did so well because they're such great they're entrepreneurial Mm -hmm. right in by in just in their spirit but they needed a bit of more sophistication in Mm -hmm. running the back end of the business and I knew that I knew that as a kid Mm -hmm. and as a teenager so I was like right I'm going to go to uni and then I'm not going to open my business then. Then I'm going to get into corporate world and get trained by the blue chip companies mm-hmm. and then I'm going to open up my wow. business. And, in fact, I'll go to London and get international experience and then I'll open up my own business. And that's exactly what I did. So what were the roles prior? Uh, so I specialized in online, uh, marketing. Wow. So I was an online specialist, not in the, like in uh, the social world that it is. It was more the Google analytics metrics and also like usability of websites and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I remember sitting at Edinburgh university and doing testing of, uh, whether people use the left-hand nav or the global nav and, Mm, you you know, and just how people navigate Digitally, um, was very new. So, in Lloyd's TSB in the UK, British Telecom, they had a team or a whole department called the Futurology, and they had futurologists that literally their job was to predict the future of technology. Yeah, they had this frame where it had photos that would just digitally go across. Like, nah, man, that would never happen. We all have those things now, yeah, that's. Or I remember in one futurology meeting someone saying, you know, newspapers are going to be extinct and people are going to read the news on the phone. And at the time uh, our phones didn't work in that way. Yeah. Uh, You couldn't get your head around that. And I remember my colleague saying, oh, so how is a couple going to share the news? Because like my girlfriend takes the fashion pages and I read the sports and we split it up. How are you going to do that? True. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you all have your own phone. It was very obvious now. But, Uh you know, so... Uh, I uh, got that kind of understanding and training. I came back. I've worked for. You know, I select really um, is what I think. Pivoted my career yeah. the most. Uh, Medibank was my last corporate role, and the whole time I was at Medibank, I was Raise designing Ottoman Three. Side. Yeah, I mean, I was holding meetings with Maya whilst and Medibank and Maya's office was a quite close. Yeah, they are in Melbourne. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and I opened up Ottoman Three while still working at Did Medibank, you? Mm-hmm. and no one knew. Shit. Um, I want to go back to.
1: I want, there's. I want to go forward about that web stuff because you have launched an online yeah. website, but I'll go to that later. But I just wanted to talk about when you decided or when you knew that everything was going to close yeah. down, I I watched a few of your IGTVs and my heart just broke for you. Like how was that mentally and how did you announce – you've got quite a big following, like you call them the Wolfgang, mm-hmm. and they were like supporting and stuff. Did you find it really hard to tell everyone – for mm-hmm. me, when when you said before that you felt like you had, like, no identity, I feel like that sometimes mm-hmm. with Tally Lou and sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like I failed as a person. Mm-hmm. Did you
0: feel like that at all? I waited for a month before yeah. I told everyone on Instagram, mm-hmm. which is where, like, my, you know, Following, platform is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Australia's beauty boss, for those of you that don't follow yes. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> And I probably went through all of that really heaviness, mm. the crying, the falling on the floor ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, No one sees that. Yeah, of course. You don't need to see it, yeah. you know, unless we're documenting, a, you know, a YouTube back, mm. you know, like what Kylie Jenner mm. has just done with the relaunch of her brand. I might do it myself one day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd love her production team though. But anyway, moving along, um, you – you got to know that people go through those emotions Mm. offline, Mm. right, because I wanted to be able to hold the conversation because I knew the questions were going to hit me. So I needed to be mentally strong enough to Mm. be able to digest the questions uh, to facilitate that conversation. Mm -hmm. You've also, I've been around long enough to know as well that I could literally talk until I'm blue in the face, the details I'm talking Mm. about, things, and people will still ask, Pretty basic questions, questions. Yeah. and that can do your head in. Yeah. It's like, did you just not hear what I was saying? Mm-hmm. Or just sit there, <laughs> you know, and not, but people like also, you're throwing a million bits of information to mm. people and they can't digest it all at once. So I had to find my uh, calm and my Zen. So I did all of that on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually on a, uh, like, uh, I wouldn't say a weight loss journey, but I was on a, I guess more of a health and fitness mm-hmm. program through Ace and Jacks. So they really helped me just focus on training and diet mm. and, and not diet as in, you know, lose weight, diet, mm. just good nutrition. Cleaning up, yeah. Eat, yeah. yeah, cleaning yeah. up. And I knew that that's what was going to give me my mental strength, Yeah. right, because if I was then going into my emotional eating patterns, mm-hmm. then I would have nothing to keep me mm-hmm. nourished yep. and, uh, physically and mentally. And it did. It helped. So um, I waited a month. Mm-hmm. That was the trick. Don't yeah. do it in the heart of it yeah. if you have to make these big life-changing announcements and stuff mm. like that. So yeah. um, I don't know if some of you know Kelly Baker Browse over in the US. Um, I've seen you in post the us. About, yeah. yeah. So we, you know, we're talking about that that whole thing and she made a huge change in her business model as well. Um and I said, don't announce it. I mean, she's got like 700,000 yeah. followers and the Kardashians and the Jenners are her clientele. And if she makes the announcement, it goes, I mean, I have 6,000 yeah. <laughs> in comparison. You can imagine. I said, Kelly, just make sure you're emotionally um, prepared. Like just take time for you yeah. first. That, that's just the way it has to be. Yeah. What was her change? Um, not doing the service anymore. Oh, wow. She's mm-hmm. shut down as well. She shut down the retail side. Okay. Yeah.
1: Are you keeping one eye on Sydney at the moment?
0: In reference to? To their lockdown and small businesses? Yeah. I mean, I it's almost predictable what's happening mm. because we've lived it. Yeah. So I very lightly am watching it. I, I say it in that way because I... <laughs> How millennial of me, and I'm not a millennial, Mm -hmm. but um, I consume my news through socials and I've backed off that for a fair bit. I'm Mm. up the podcasting world um, and just really, you know, just lapping up some of the good quality content on that Um, so and I like we were talking about before I just don't listen to mainstream media anymore sometimes if you want to know something really quick I love uh, looking at the news portion of YouTube they'll have one and two minute um, the current news for that day just one or two minutes and it is mainstream media so it could be channel seven channel nine whoever Um, but it's just that one minute of that one topic that you need Mm. in and out Or the Quickie podcast from Mamma Mia. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised if small businesses from Sydney did reach Reach out out. to you and say, what? What's the game plan? What should I be planning for? Because I
0: actually have no idea. You've lived it. <laughs> but it's what can we do yeah. to help other than like I know some Melbourne um, journalists are, are really screaming heavily through the socials as well saying, Sydney, you've got to bring back JobKeeper or bring in JobKeeper and bring in some uh, business grants. And when I read that, like I read one this morning and it's one of my beloved journalists and when she was saying it, I was like, A five thousand, six thousand, not ten thousand, even Mm. for a small business that doesn't cover wages, Mm. rent. It it's not enough to survive, right? Mm. And I think we can all predict that the Sydney lockdown is going to go for a little Mm. bit longer than another week. And even if it didn't, there's damage that gets done. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about snap lockdowns? We had our, our most recent in June. How do you think that
1: affects That wasn't bu- snap. Small businesses. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so the ones prior, all the lockdowns prior, I was like, let's get them, like let's yeah. fight, you know, and I was mm-hmm. just like on fight mode. Yep. This was the first lockdown where I had completely closed my business, all right, and I had started a new business, mm. which we'll talk about in will yes. later <laughs> I'll get there, But um. And, mate, did it, like, it knocked me for six. Yeah. I found Whoa. that one hard. A,
1: a lot of people yeah. s- have said the June lockdown when was they the said worst. it was going to be five days, then it was a week, then it was two weeks, was the hardest, hardest mentally. I reckon mentally. it was hard too mentally. A lot of people have said that, mm. haven't they? It's
0: also, scary. I feel like I haven't recovered from it mentally. I don't
1: think a lot of people have mm. though. And, I mean, mm. your year, like, I mean, everyone's year was shit, but mm. like you said before, it was your identity. It's mm. been like nearly 13 years. Yeah. It's insane how you... It's going to take a while. A long time. And you
0: spend, that's what I was getting at before. Like this is what I led to, you know, Mm. travelling the world and getting my education to opening that Mm. business. So the business itself was only 13 years but the lead up to it was a couple of decades, you know. So it's huge and I know that I'm capable of doing something else. I am doing something else. But I'm bloody tired. Yeah, it's hard. And I'm not talking to the same consumer I talked to 13 years Mm. ago. She's tired too. Mm. we're all traumatized and it, there's not one pocket that hasn't been hit even mm. if you still if you're the pocket where you still have your job and you're working crazy hours you're burnt out yeah, yeah. 100% yeah. we haven't had holidays
1: nothing like that and having the lockdowns is super stressful, so stressful. um I know you
0: also have products based Mm-hmm. Um, as to Ottoman 2. Do you still mm-hmm. have those products? So the Ottoman 3 products are now being sold on that uh, My Jewelry Which website. Which is your new website, yeah. Um, so we were able to get possession of those okay. just to get rid of them really yeah. but we don't focus you too you haven't much, rebranded on you just uh the no this there's, there's just no need yeah of course. I kind of feel like they're beautiful and they're everything to me yeah in so many ways but they're things now and yeah. they're things that people need so by all means if you need a brow pencil then go mm. and grab one absolutely because they're the best of the best uh-huh. no parabens yeah no now. they are amazing <laughs> yeah they are really good with jojoba oil yeah. so they nourish you too but um I've I've been able to go that way Chapter has closed. closed. Yeah. so everything coming forward will be in the new yeah. brand
1: so you've spoken about your new business a couple
0: of times <laughs> yeah.
1: and I want to touch on that so shit year last
0: year mm. what so it's called my Julie my can Julie, you please yeah. explain a little bit about what it is so my Julie came about um basically through the wolf gang to be- okay. believe it or not which is my following on um socials. so I have been an avid beauty lover of all kinds whether mm-hmm. it's a uh, product or service um and so I'm 44 and I reckon for the last 20 years I've had people hit me up and go do you know about this have you tried this what's your opinion on this so that is a very normal daily conversation Mm -hmm. I have it started with my originally like my own friends and family to people now through socials Mm -hmm. and I knew there was something behind that um and so losing my business and going okay I there's 100% I'm coming back in beauty Mm -hmm. that's just my thing um I hope yeah (laughs) um and it's funny your businesses move with you so Mm -hmm. each decade I feel like it goes in decades as well so now I'm very much and I'm sure the pandemic has something to do with it um we've gone from this hooded beauty of you know big hair big eyes big Mm. brows big everything to now becoming very Gwyneth Paltrow, which is clean and natural. Yeah, goop like minimal. Mm -hmm. Minimal and mother of the earth Mm -hmm. and, you know, finding your zen and all of that. And she's been doing this since I I believe 2008, like a long time. time. Um, And, you know, Poosh has come in there to sort of shake it up a little bit or something, but, you know, it's nice of that. And I always say, so think of my Julie like Mecca slash Adore meets Goop slash goop Um, so it's basically um, a place where I've curated beauty products where I mean if you were to stock every single skew of every brand then you're back to where you started Mm -hmm. again being very confused and like where do like which one just tell me which one Mm -hmm. that's all I want to know what do I need so really curating just what you need mm-hmm. in these uh, brands that I've hand-selected by people sending me stuff and going, could you try this? Mm-hmm. And if I love it and then if the Wolfgang love it and I try it on camera in uh, whether it's IGTVs or lives or whatnot um, and we collectively pick these products together. Oh, and cute. so far they've been all Australian brands yep. and all female founded wow, oh, wow. Mm. that's cool so I'm really proud of that yeah so that's one part of my journey, and the other part is which is the goopy push side um which is uh the I've now called the village mm-hmm. and it's getting back to the village model where when we were in an isolation we really connected to each other in a way like I actually spoke to my friends more than I did yeah. pre- COVID yeah. right because we just did we were all home mm. so we could fit it in um and I'm not talking like a text I mean like full-blown FaceTime so like mm. all four of us on screen it was lovely yeah I was just we were like that too. yeah and I sometimes I'll scroll through my phone and I'll see my album like I screenshot some of that it's like that's beautiful mm. I love that that's the good stuff that came out um so <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my train of thought The The Village. 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 I saw a couple of interesting
1: titles on The Village and I was like, this is going to come in handy for me one day. (laughs) It's just started. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the idea behind The Village is where I would, it's just me for now but it's not meant to be, okay? I'm growing. But the idea is that say back in The Village, like where my parents are from, particularly my my dad's village back in Cyprus is called Lara and I've been there and I've seen it and the women would like walk out their front door, walk across the road and then ask their neighbour, hey, um, my period hasn't come. What do you reckon? Do I not pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> and you just have that chit-chat, yeah, you know. Um, or, oh, um, I don't know what to do with my mastitis. Then there's no doctors for like three months. Like should we put a cabbage leaf on yeah. my titty? Like what should I do? These are the conversations that were happening in the village. I'm not saying that they're medically proven to be correct. Yeah. But it's wonderful to talk about things that we did talk about with each other more openly and more frankly before we got just Google. caught up, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before yeah. Doctor Google came in, and so it's kind of a pilgrimage, pilgrim back to the village lifestyle of connecting us back together. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying all the stuff you're going to see, read, or see on there. Um, is scientifically proven it's a conversation starter so one is about perimenopause Mm. and it's only because the conversation started in my group of friends 30 years ago sorry when I was 30 that conversation wasn't happening yeah the conversation at the time then was where do you meet guys mm. you know it's like dating. A group chat. yeah it's like yeah, a group yeah. chat yeah I like that yeah. so yeah. it's organically coming to life and now I have friends I'm so blessed to have friends all around the world so um one of my friends in Amsterdam is writing a piece of dating in your 40s with young kids oh cute yeah, yeah. yeah. like I don't know like who else can talk so frankly about yeah. it. where else do you hear that story yeah, yeah.
1: I saw that title and I did think, oh, that's interesting because I haven't heard anything about dating in your forties and
0: let especially alone with, with children, exactly, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. and how you navigate that. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Mm.
0: So, where do you see that going in the next five years? Uh, our own product line. yeah. So definitely already working on it. There's some pieces sitting very close by. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you offline. Yes, yeah, please. Um, so, yeah, our own um, product line, which I think would be very much focused on skin and um, natural beauty type stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's a no-brainer to yeah. me. Um, curated subscription boxes we're yep. looking at too. Um it's still an idea and really focusing on, and this is where I need, um, like gun developers to sort of really tune in, I -hmm. hope. Um, but create a platform where it can be really integrated, where people, I've said this before, like if it's three in the morning and you feel alone and you just Mm -hmm. don't think people get you, maybe you could turn it on and like, that app or that, my Julie could come in and just go. It's going to be okay. Like mm-hmm. take a breath because mm-hmm. some like really, I, I I have wonderful friends, but I wouldn't burden anyone at three o'clock in yeah. the morning. Yeah. I just would not But could there be some just that someone that gets me and yeah. th- is okay with me tuning in at that mm-hmm. time? Because I think we've all accepted now, like. We couldn't even t- say the term mental health five years ago. Yeah. yeah, you're right. We couldn't. Now it's like, come on, what's your mental yeah. health? Tell me where <laughs> yeah. you're at mentally. Mentally, what are you? Are yeah. you depressed? That's okay. Me yeah. too. <laughs> you know, or, you know, just sad. Okay. Sad's bad too. Like, me too. And it's okay to connect on the lows. Mm-hmm. And I think we got obsessed with just highlighting the highs only. Yeah, you're right. That's what social media was telling us yeah. to do. Mm-hmm.
1: But I feel like some, like on social media, it is getting a little bit towards that. There's a lot of people that are showing more vulnerability yeah. and stuff, but it's still a highlight reel.
0: Thank God. Yes.
1: Yeah. I want to go back to the pro- um, products. Mm. If you could write an article tomorrow and mm. be like your top three products that every girl should have, what would they be?
0: Brow pencil. Yep. For sure. Uh Mascara and lip balm. Yep. Simple. Simple. If I could only, that's make. Cuppie, yep. right? Mm. And then skincare would be different. What would what your skincare? skincare? Uh, cleanser, yep. really important. Uh, I could skip toner. My cosmetic doctor is like, I'm anti-toner. If your cleanser is making you feel tight, then you've got the wrong cleanser. Really? Yes, because the toner rebalances your pH, yes, 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 right? Yes, yes. So you should technically not need it if your cleanser is good. Wow. So mm. there's that. So a good cleanser um, and Frank Body do a wonderful salicylic. Uh, cleanser it's awesome it's like 10 12 13 dollars yeah, yeah, but yeah. ordinary amazing. ordinary is yeah. amazing it's such a wonderful price point and it's a good starter for you to test certain um, yeah, active right. ingredients and if you're really like it's working for you then go and do your bougie mm. brands but uh, skin is very personal right mm-hmm. so you have to see what works for you so anyway a great cleanser obviously a moisturizer and it's going to have to be SPF yeah my daughter's first skincare routine, she's five, is SPF. That's In awesome. fact, I got invited to her cute. kinder to teach the children how no. to apply SPF oh, and Scarlett really was my do. helper. Oh, that's really yeah, cute. So.
1: Going but, back to business, I just want to know this one question. Do you think you'll
0: ever open a bricks and mortar store again? Oh, Sarah, I get asked this question daily mm. uh the ans- short answer is yes yeah mm. do i have the energy nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah. but you think it's something that small
1: businesses down the track like we do see all these empty stores mm-hmm. you do
0: think it's going to come back there's certain things that and believe it or not 13 years ago when i presented the business plan to my because i opened my first store inside of my um, as a my concession concession within my sorry yeah. um, i Sold it as this is one of the only things that you can't do on the internet. It's true, and I think like with shopping, I feel like it will pick up. Like I'm not,
1: I don't love shopping online.
0: Mm. Do you?
1: No, I like trying things. Same, on. And, and then I, I like think the it's experience. a hassle to
0: return something. Mm. I'm like, yeah. Until we become London about that. So London has turned their Uber drivers into their um, delivery drivers basically. So you could buy something, have it in your home like makeup, products, clothing, stuff like that within two hours and on the same day you return it. Wow, mm-hmm. and I, this has been happening for years just in London. I find that lazy, mm-hmm. though. No, yeah, but now convenient. Yeah, right? true. If you want
1: something quick, I get that.
0: So there's all these people like Uber drivers who just have their own cars and are working for these delivery companies, and they just jump in. And how many times, like I don't know, like in LA, whenever I've called an Uber and I'm like, "Hi, how long have you been Ubering for?" It's like, "Oh, ages." I just had an hour spare. My boyfriend yeah, hasn't true. come home, so I thought I'll do an hour of Uber driving. Yeah. And so that's, you know, these drivers are now picking up our shopping and, and returning them too. So if returns become that simple, yeah. which they are, and that technology has hit Australia, it's now about to get executed. It takes a long time. For some reason we're very slow at yeah. uh, postage in this country, but that may have something to do with the monopoly going on. Anyway, that's yeah. a whole other uh-huh. podcast. Um, but it will get even easier to buy and return, mm-hmm. which therefore I think will change that behaviour for the long term. Yeah.
1: So going back to you would open a bricks and water, mm. would it be a brow bar
0: again? I think it would be a, definitely that's where I shine mm. Um And that would be a huge piece of advice for people is don't forget what you're good at, Mm -hmm. all right? Uh, But I'd like to add a few more things in. Yeah. But beauty. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. What advice would you give to small business owners? Like now or in In general? general, People wanting to start up, people who now post-COVID might want to reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. What's a starting point?
0: (sighs) Don't wait for the idea to be perfect. Yep. Just, yeah. ec- just do it. Just execute. Whatever you're at, execute. Now, I speak to a lot of people that have an idea, and this isn't new to post-COVID behaviour. This mm. is just in Gen- general. Gen- general. Yeah. Um, we all can come up with 100 brilliant ideas. We yeah. really can. We're, we're wonderful mm. creatures like that. Um, the real talent lies in perseverance. It's Having true. that
1: leap of faith and having the balls to actually do it yeah.
0: is it balls or is it energy i, I think th- it's both I, mm. yeah i think pe-
1: a lot of people are fearful of if it doesn't of work failure. Mm.
0: yeah i always say i'm so scared of not succeeding mm, yeah. i'm not scared of failure i'm scared of not being successful there is a mm. difference too mm. i don't care about failing mm. yeah i've failed now like a champion. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean in the sense that it was very public. Yeah. Um, I hurt a lot of people. I upset a lot of people. Um, I still get asked daily, hey, I bought a voucher from you guys. Where is it? Get Can out. I have my money back? And wow. you can't do
1: anything because of No, it's liquid. It, yeah.
0: And, I mean, I plan to make all of those people happy. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I have, I carry that every day and then I also have to let it go every day Mm. too otherwise I can't function so stress is a a really interesting area where you can either let it dictate fuel you almost like Mm. I was saying you know I'm scared of not being successful so that's what fuels me but it also can truly debilitate you Mm. so pick which way you want your cortisol levels to take you like it's right now I feel like We've been training our whole life, particularly for small business owners. Everything that you've worked for has taken you to this point. To now, we're like at the Olympics. It's the guns about to go off. You ready? Mm. What are you going to do? You're going to tap out or you're going to run?
1: Run, Hmm. people, run, run. Yeah, run. I say run (laughs) too. Run. Run run. Well, yeah. I want to actually get off small business mm. just for a hot minute. I was watching one of your IGTVs yesterday and you were talking about a reality show that you were going to go <laughs> oh, on yeah, yeah. and you would not drop the name because <laughs> it hadn't started yet. But I want to know what was the process of that? And can you mention the name yet?
0: Um, I don't think I can mention the name, but I did get cast, not just myself, Skylar and I, my five-year-old daughter, got casted uh, for this nationwide um, reality TV show that has never, uh, it was a pilot. okay, So you would not have seen it before. So that doesn't really matter. But it was a a family-based type show and so it was basically around how families function and they picked – ten families across Victoria and New South Wales and I was picked as the single successful Mm mum. And this is what's really important. They said single parenting gets a bad rap in the media as this horrible um, destiny that lies for some people and it's not. Mm. I'm a single mum and I'm so, do you know how proud I am that I do this on my own and that I can, I mean it takes a village, don't misunderstand me in that sense, but I'm so honoured that I get to be Skylar's mum and I can say that I did it on my own. Mm -hmm. It's hard. No one's taking any of that away Mm. or the village that helps, i.e. my parents, my family, Mm. but there's nothing negative Mm. Right, Mm. and in Skylar's parent teacher uh, interview two weeks ago, I said, "So, what's the feedback?" And she said, "She's the happiest kid in the kinder." Wow, I give myself a pat on the back for that. So she's not wanting for anything, Mm. right? Um, in anyway, probably ask me in ten years, she might be in therapy. Who (laughs) knows, (laughs) right? But for now, I feel like it's okay. But the show wanted to represent different family types, Mm. but doing it well like mm-hmm. stop moaning about um uh, titles in that sense like if you're not part of a nuclear setup mum dad boy girl kids then you know you're not normal Mm. so demystifying a lot of that um and they loved at the time I did have successful business yeah (laughs) and look my Julie will get there and in fact Skyler was almost called Julie so the name actually has a huge story behind that to get into that but um the tv show we got casted it was just um for those that want to get onto reality tv there is a website called casting net dot com au and they announce all the shows and you can apply wow. and i've been part of that email database for years for years and years and never applied for anything and this particular show was late one night you know you're going through your your email. emails and it's like oh i i kind of fit all of these yeah. things like that kind of stuff um and I went to apply and realised it's really hard, like not hard, it's long-winded. It yeah. took me two days to do the application. Did wow. yeah. you to do a video or anything? Had
1: to do a yeah. video. We
0: did it in the car though oh, and shoot. at the time I was doing a lot of um, uh, live uh, IG um, in the car with Skylar anyway. So it was like no makeup. No, I didn't even put a filter on. Actually, they said not to do all yeah. of that. Yeah. So I did all of that and I'd say less than a week later I had the first phone interview The next day I had the Zoom interview, Skylar and I, and then a week later I had production in my apartment and we filmed um, the audition, I suppose, Um, and then they said, give us a couple of weeks and we'll let you know, and I was told within a week you got it. Shut up. Was this during COVID? No. Yeah, it was November, October, November. (gasps) Yeah. So this I had just announced... I'd lost my business (laughs) and I was okay because I knew I had national television behind me and I was going to do my comeback. I thought um, because the producers were all women and they were like, they knew what had happened Mm. with Ottoman three and they said, You will be the phoenix rising again. Mm. We need to make sure that. Um, your story is told because mm-hmm. it's a really important story to tell we think there'll be a few people losing their business during this yeah, <laughs> yeah. pandemic and obviously there was so it was it, we were so hopeful that not only would it be a, um, a show mm-hmm. about how to raise your kids um by the way not a show like i'm a perfect mother in here (laughs) it's it's about hey here's some of my failures what would you recommend hey other nine families like what would you have done in that situation and then in but in in a really positive light okay Eh, probably wouldn't have done it that way but why don't you give this one Mm. a go and that was kind of the premise of the show i don't even know if that's too much to tell but anyway that's what it was um so had that, and that's actually when I hit you up, Talia, yeah. as well. I'm like, i got this show. Do you want to dress me for it? <laughs> yeah, and i like, let's do it. And I thought I, and so many people supported me through this really bad period of what was happening to me. So I hit up all the people I knew that had businesses that I could support with national television. Wow. So I hit all of them up and not a single person said no to me which was lovely um, and then just before Christmas I got the call and they said we've redesigned the, basically the way that the show is going to be filmed and Skylar's too young so she can't film.
1: Oh, wow.
0: We're going to have to take you off the cast and I'm like and that's when things really collapse because right? mm. that was kind of my – motivation people, yeah, yeah yeah like your yeah. New purpose purpose I, I knew what was going yeah. on i was f- gonna start filming i think it was the 9th of feb it was in the diary um so i was like on this massive fitness journey yeah. like oh my god camera does it add yeah. 10 pounds right? <laughs> uh let's go let's go and i was really excited and people couldn't understand why i was so energetic and stuff after announcing yeah. the collapse of my business but i couldn't tell them that i had another gig I suppose now don't get me wrong I know that that was going to be my 15 minutes mm. I was planning to commercialize that yeah 15 minutes
1: and you have said that you've studied the Kardashian so well so, so well. you know how to capitalize on <laughs> that 15 minutes mm. with brands mm-hmm. what like what is that
0: I mean that's just big game growing a platform so that it's not just maybe an ambassadorship. Those are obvious things, Mm -hmm. right, without the brands. But for me, I already had product. I've already been in manufacturing. So I – even like with my Julie now, there's probably about 10 SKUs that we're working on. It's I wouldn't use the word easy but it's very streamlined for yeah, me to yeah. do this because I already have the manufacturing um, uh, processes down or I know who they are yeah. uh, and my chemists, especially when you're making product, finding the chemists was the hardest thing for me, mm. the formulators, right? Uh, I already have that. and So, so you'll so- be
1: able to capitalise straight away when you have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm excited. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but they dumped me, Tully. No, now I don't have it. No, no, I'm excited for like my Julie and like all yeah. the products and stuff. Well, look, production then said you are made for entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's life, what I mean, so yeah. So hopefully we'll have more of a business type mm-hmm. show and you would be really well mm. suited for that. I don't know. I mean she had to take the Band-Aid off as lightly mm. as possible. It was Christmas the following week or something. Oh, so um, it is what it is. She still hasn't called me back. <laughs> what is it, July? <laughs>
1: but I'm hopeful. I feel like you're just up on the rise now. Do you? Yeah, 100%. Okay,
0: Good. I do. <laughs> you don't sound like positive about that, no? I'm po- I'm positive in, within my own yeah. strengths. Yeah. I know what I'm capable of. I know I can run my own business. I know mm-hmm. I can make product. I, can, I know I can do all of that. I'm very sad about yeah. what has happened to our world. Yeah. And I think we need a little bit of time to grieve that mm-hmm. and When I talk every now and again to a group of people and talk about coming back, Mm. people aren't ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like someone losing a partner and then you're like through death. Mm. Yeah. Not just because they broke up because they didn't love each other, like a really traumatic way. And then you're like, get back in the dating world. No, dude, that person has to agree. Yeah. Right. So we, economically also have to grieve mm. none of us are sure where our income whether if we still have an income is secure and all of these type of things so that's where we're at yeah. we'll see what the world brings hey? yeah 100 where can people find you on instagram uh so i'm australia's beauty boss mm-hmm. uh, or mini latif um and uh there's my yep. on instagram is my you, um, and obviously the website as yeah. well. So that's kind of been a passion project. Mm-hmm. It's going very slowly. So for those of you that are starting up and trying to relaunch and, and re, you know, rebirth yourself, I think be kind to yourself at this point in yeah. time. It's okay. It's okay for it not to explode and do not benchmark what's happening to you. Uh, to how other people are doing it as well. It's a very new way of doing things. It's a common theme on our podcast, don't compare
1: yourself with others Mm -hmm. and in business do things very slowly. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's not a a sprint. No, it's definitely not a sprint. (laughs) No way at all. Thank you very much for sitting down with us today and sharing your small business knowledge and your knowledge about life in
0: general. Oh, yeah, I learned, thank I learned so much. Yeah, thank you <laughs> so much. It's been such a pleasure. I am a listener of Curious Conversations. Yes, so I love a, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an honor to be here and thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Ciao.